Welcome to the Coaching for Leaders podcast. Hey everyone, I'm your host Dave Shep. Today we're going to be covering a range of topics on leadership, life purpose, goals, and what you're doing in your life to be happy. I'm a business coach, life coach, and I got a bit of woo-woo in me. I've been creating leaders for over 25 years, and I hope that this show inspires you to bring out your hidden potential and empowers you to live your passion. Let's go ahead and start today's show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's show. I'm really excited to be here today to talk to you guys. Um, What I'd like to talk about today is basically how to trust your gut, how how to understand what that means, how to understand how to use it. Uh, to your advantage. You know, as, as a leader, it's extremely important that you are able to assess a situation, assess a person, assess a problem, and see what you can do in order to solve it, definitely. But you need to be able to do that by trusting yourself and listening to yourself. When you learn how to trust your gut, um, it's basically like an intuition, I guess is what people would say. Um, You know, you have an intuition that lets you stay safe. You have an intuition that says, hey, you know, don't touch that hot thing. Um, When you build your intuition, it helps you with your resiliency. It helps you to cope with things better. It definitely helps with your self-esteem and your confidence. Um, I can tell you that my, my my own gut instinct has saved me many, many times. It's also helped me to make some good choices in business. It's helped me make good choices with with teammates, with, um, when I hire people, you know, whenever I go into an interview, uh, I, I literally, I, I trust my gut. You know, one thing that I think about when I'm, um, doing an interview is do I want this person at my house at a Christmas party? You know what? I feel comfortable with them there at my house. And, you know, you, you, you feel this in your gut when you're thinking this to yourself, as you're answering the questions or asking the questions and you're getting to know the person. But your your gut will tell you, um, you know how you feel about things. You'll you'll get excited. You know it's it's one of those things to where you just you feel it. You know it. There are also times though that I can tell you where I trusted my gut, and boy did I get screwed. <laughs> so it definitely is a process, and a lot of times it's you know when you get that, uh, you know somebody says you want to turn left or right, and your first inclination is left, but then you're. Your ego sets in and you think, oh, right. Oh, no, left. Oh, right. Well, let's just go right. Um, you know, and, and that's where you think, okay, I think I'm trusting my gut, but you weren't sure. So, you know, really fine tuning and understanding that, not letting the ego get into your way. Um, the biggest way to do this is to kind of just take a moment and learn to be able to listen to yourself. There are, all of us have this kind of like internal, internal north, you know, the compass points north when we know something is true. So what I like to do in exercise where I'm teaching people to listen to the God is, you know, let's just take a moment and, and think about that. Think about, you know, saying, you know, my name is, you know, um, you know, talking about the realities of things, asking these questions. And that kind of helps center you to realize, okay, this is how I feel when I know something is right. And then I'll, I'll make some false statements to myself. And when I make the false statements to myself, when I'm doing this, I want to feel how my body feels. I want to feel how my heart is beating, you know, the hairs on the back of my neck, um, you know, how it, it literally feels in your gut, how it feels, um, you, you know, your sensor things. How, are, are there different smells? Are there, are there different tastes in your mouth? When you know that something is false or know that something is harmful for you. Um, you know, one thing I like to think of is foods that I don't like. 
So when I think of foods that I don't like, my my body, my mind, everything kind of has a certain way and a reaction. So once I got to know that, once I got to understand that, then it helped me to realize how to listen to my gut. You know, it, it's all part of just breathing, taking a moment to think about something, and then just, you know, trusting yourself. One problem that people have when they can't trust their gut is because they're, they're following others. You know, they're, they're big followers. They worry so much about what other people think. Um, if you live your life and you're worried about what other people think, if you think keeping up appearances is good, if you think that you have to be um, not your authentic self in order to be accepted, um, you're going to have a hard time trusting your gut. Because unless you have authenticity within yourself, you really can't be um, able to trust yourself because you're living a lie. So on my website, I have a five-day email class called uh, How to Find Your Authentic Self. Um, I've had some really good responses from this class. It's, it's free. Basically, what happens is you, get a, you sign up for it, then starting the next day, you'll get an email in the morning. And it gives you like this little 10 minute task to do each day for five days. Uh, and if you complete those tasks and, and you can e email me during this process that you're taking the class and, and, and I'll help you and I'll help you give you some tips. I guarantee at the end of these five days, you will be, you'll realize what I've been saying about authenticity and how important it is. You know, very, very simple exercises. So again, my website is daveshepconsulting.com. Go there. It's right on the front page. You know, put in your email. You'll get it. And uh, it's an automatic process. So if you don't get it, let me know. It means something is broken somewhere in this stupid internet. Um, I can tell you I had more internet link problems. <laughs> it's like, how can it be working? And all of a sudden, it just stops. <laughs> um, so if you don't get the email, just let me know. And I'll, I'll make sure and go in and set you up. So as you are learning to trust yourself, as you're learning to be authentic so that you can trust yourself... You, you literally just want to want to tune into your body. You want to look for the clues that your body has given you when you're facing a big decision. You know, should I stay at my job? Should should I ask this this person out? You know, should I? Um, you know, should I? Should I? Should I? You got to tune in. The really cool thing is when something is very uncomfortable. Your body's reaction is generally something that's kind of intense because you're pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. And this is where you're kind of like at a loss for words or you start to shake or, you know, you get embarrassed or you blush, things like that. And then when that happens, a lot of people try to hide their physical reaction. That makes it even funnier. Um, but you just, it's just one of the things where you just got to be calm. You know, you need to pay attention to when you're feeling anxious. You need to pay attention to when you're feeling sad. You need to pay attention to where you're feeling excited so that you, you can make good choices. You know, there's an actual, um, some people actually feel like in the pit of their stomach, they feel like a drop, uh, or they feel this uneasiness or this, this thing to where they actually burp, you know, it, it, it's that intense. And what it is, it's not any kind of physical in your stomach kind of thing. It's actually your, your brain, why the way that it's wired and it comes across and it's firing and all these neurons are going on and it creates a reaction that shows through as like a gut feeling. And that's, that's what people say about it. So how, you know, how should you use this? I would say you want to be able to trust your gut with everything that you do. 
you know, this isn't something that you just do once a day or, or, you know, once a week, you know, only in your job, you want to be able to trust your gut in all areas of your life all throughout the day. You know, should I walk down this dark alley or should I go down this well-lit street? <laughs> you know, you want to trust your gut. Um, you know, should I walk up, you know, to a, a vicious dog who's barking at me or should I go to the left and, and go pet the chihuahua? Trust your gut. So it's just, it's, it's little things like that, that you need to, to kind of understand that that's important because there are so many solutions to all kinds of problems in your life. When you trust your gut, when you reach out and you tap into your subconscious mind, when you connect to your universal spirit, your, your higher being, it's really incredibly powerful because what you do in that situation is you're focusing on the solution and not the problem. So does that make sense? So when you truly trust your gut, your mindset, what you're doing is you're focusing on the solution and not the problem. Because if you're looking at a fence and you're thinking, okay, how do I get over that? And you're trying to figure out, should I, should I jump the fence? Should I climb the fence? Should I drive around the, you know, or drive around the fence? Should I drive through the fence? You're thinking of the problem. But if you think about the solution, okay, so I want to be on the other side of this fence. What should I do? And then your gut kind of, it tells you, it tells you how the perfect solution is, you know, the perfect solution is going to be revealed to you because of that, because of your focusing on that. So I'm always a big advocate of focus on the solution and not the problem. You want to make sure that you're connecting to yourself, that you're connecting to, you know, everything around you, you want to connect to your environment. You, you want to make sure that you are in a situation to where you're, it's peaceful so that you can listen to the things that are important to you, to listen to that, you know, that feeling that you have. And unfortunately I can't quantify it for you. Like I can't say, okay, you're going to feel this, this, and this because it's different for everybody. That's what makes it so damn hard. You know, it's like, trust your gut. Well, okay, that gives me a lot. You know, if you're very analytical, you're like, okay, screw you, Dave. You know, give me the, give me the, the whys, the hows, what, whatever. And, you know, I can't do that. I, I really can't. I wish I could. All I can tell you is what personally works for me and then what, per, what I've personally seen with my clients when I let them know that they need to use their instincts and trust their instincts and trust themselves. You know, I don't want them to react based on fear. I want them to react based on peace, based on the solution. When you react on fear, you're focusing on the problem. When you react on the solution, you're trusting your instinct. So what I try to teach people is let's just listen for a moment, listen to your body, understand, and let's problem solve this with your gut, problem solve this with you. You know the answer. You know so much that you don't have direct access to. So you have to access it through feelings or events or, or understanding things. You know, for, for me, it, it, it's like the hairs raise on the back of my neck and I get little tingles. That's when I kind of know 
that I'm in alignment with something that it's really good for me that I can trust that, that that's like my yes. And then my no is, is for me, like when, when something is not right, when I, when I know that I shouldn't do it in my right arm and my right forearm, like I kind of get like a little sensation, a little burning sensation. And so that's kind of like my yeses and my nos. And that's my, you know, th that's something that for me personally, but that took me a little bit of time to figure out, you know, some, some, some listening to my body, some meditating, some understanding this and just kind of listening to my subconscious, listening to my higher self, but it makes me a good leader. You know, when I'm, when I'm talking to somebody and especially my employees, I mean, I'm, I'm one of those leaders. I'm a, I'm a big servant leader. You know, I believe that I am only as strong as my weakest team member. So I work to build and coach and help my teammate, my team members. And I, I help them with anything in order to make them get self-esteem, self-confidence. I help them find their own self-love because when someone is self-confident, when someone does have high self-esteem, they're going to listen to themselves. But you are not going to trust your gut if you have a low self-esteem, if you don't trust yourself, if you think that all you do is make bad decisions, that you're not going to trust your gut because you don't understand that part. If you're consistently making bad decisions, if you're consistently attracting the wrong people into your life, the wrong drama into your life, you know, you're not trusting your gut. You're not listening to yourself. You're not in alignment with yourself because of low self-esteem, low self-confidence, and you've given all of your personal power away. I talk so much about personal power. I talk so much about self-esteem and self-love because it's, it's the number one absolute, the number one thing that every client I've ever worked with, we have to solve that first before we can build a solid foundation for growth. You have to be able to respect yourself. You have to be able to have boundaries in order to be a leader. You can't be a leader if you second guess everything that you're doing. It, it, it doesn't work like that. And before you make a decision, you need to make sure that your, your head is clear. So if you're a leader who is suffering from anxiety every time some, something goes wrong at work and you're shouting out orders and you're barking commands because of fear, because things are so haywire, because no one's listening to you, because, you know, the, the project has changed, because things are tough, because staffing has been cut, whatever, that's not making the proper decisions because your head is not clear in making that decision. So you need to make sure that you're in alignment with your energy, that you're getting good sleep, that you're getting, you know, good nutrition, that your health and fitness is up because all of these have to be in alignment with each other. You have to be balanced in order for you to be able to trust your instincts. You need to be at your baseline. So you, a lot of times, you know, late afternoon, people are tired or if they skipped lunch, they're hangry. That makes it even worse. So you want to make sure that when you're trying to make important decisions that you're at your baseline, that's an easy thing for people to do. What, what is my baseline? When is it that I feel safe? When is it that I feel at peace? When is it that I make my best decisions? You will recognize that this is your baseline. So if someone is saying, Hey, I need a decision. And you realize that you're not in alignment with yourself, that you're not in balance currently because of the current situation then you need to say, Hey, 
I need to get back to you in the morning. Or if you need an answer right now, it's no. But if you give me time to think about it, I'll give you a better answer. I do that a lot. If you need an immediate answer, it's always going to be no. I frustrate so many people with that because I, I do. I need time to think. I need to make sure that I'm in the right alignment with things. And that doesn't mean I'm afraid to make a decision. What it means is that I want to make sure that I make the right decision and I'm confident enough in my abilities to know what's an emergency and what's not. Because all of us know as leaders, what's an emergency to someone else is definitely not an emergency to us because they're overreacting. They're talking to you based out of fear. They're, they're yelling at you based out of fear. And it's like, look, just calm down. Everything's going to be fine. It's not as bad as you think. But when you got all the, all these little people running around going, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. And you're like, no, it's fine. It's just Tuesday. <laughs> um, you know, th that's it. You know, you, you got to calm that down. So being that leader who is a calming influence so that others can be calm and stress-free and their emotions can be calm so that they can trust their gut. You know, literally that, that's all you are as a leader. You, you have a team and you just have to ensure that they are set up for success, that they have a safe work environment, that they are thriving, that they feel that they're making a difference, that they know that you have their back and they're proud to work for you. And a lot of times you will recognize these people because they make, they work hard to make you look good. It's like, you're trying to work hard to make them look good. And they're trying to work hard to make you look good. How amazing is that? I, I mean, literally it, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's the same way with sex. When you're having sex with someone and all you care about is the other person. And then all the other person cares about is you. It's some of the best sex you're ever going to have. Because that emotional connection is there. That, you know, all, all of these, these feelings are there. It's the same in the workplace. Because when you work hard to make other people look good, they will also do the same. You have their back. They have your back. In a very professional way. And it allows you to do so much good in your job, so much good in the world. One of the easiest, well, actually, this is one of the hardest parts about this, I would say, is that people are generally afraid to think, to say what they think and feel. I'll get the words out eventually. <laughs> Podcaster tongue-tied. Okay, so let me say that again. You need to not be afraid to say what you're thinking and feeling. You know, your throat chakra, you need to make sure you have open communication. You need to make sure that you can speak your truth. Speaking your truth means saying no. What I say a lot is no, thank you. Someone says, hey, you know, I want to do this or hey, can you do this? Um, no, 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 thank you. You know, I, I appreciate you thinking of me, but it's just not something that I want to take on right now. It's not something I want to do right now. It's not something that, that I have the bandwidth for. I'm very polite, but no, thank you. I can be very assertive without making someone feel small because when you're assertive, that's what it means. I am true to myself. I have so much self-love, self-respect, self-care, all of these things for me 
that I know what I'm not in alignment with, that I know what doesn't feel right, and I can say no. But I never make anyone feel small by saying no. I never make anyone feel small by trying to get my point across. I never make anyone feel small by trying to correct a situation. When I have an employee who is not up to standard, it's a conversation. It's not a reprimand, but it's a reprimand in a conversation, if that makes sense. I've fired people in the past, and then they're like, hey, you want to go grab something to eat? And I'm like, yeah, sure, let's go. Okay? I never take away someone's dignity as a leader. Okay? If you have to feel big by making others feel small, that's not what a leader is. And you, you need to go back and listen to all my podcasts. Okay. Seriously. Because if you think that the only way that you have power is by taking power from others, you don't get it. You don't understand what it means to be a leader because being a leader is something that's so much more than what people think it is. You shape the minds of future generations. When you're a leader, you shape the minds of your community when you're a leader. When I work with people, I let them know that they need to first lead themselves before they can lead others. And one of the biggest, biggest ways is realizing that you never take another person's power because your own power is enough. And it really, it really makes a difference. And, and I have seen some leaders when I first get them, it's like, whoa, you know, <laughs> we kind of do like a little bit of an assessment. We talk and it's like, damn, how'd you get promoted, dude? <laughs> you know, and he got promoted by being a dick, you know, he got results by being a dick, but he was unhappy. He was unfulfilled. He hated it. He hated being that person. And he thought that the only way that he could be a good leader was to run, you know, that, that tight ship you know, where you yell and scream and you diminish people. And I had a lot of resistance from this one client. And he's like, no, I, I can't change because then they're going to see me as weak. No, trust me. When people respect you, that's not weakness. You're not, you know, vulnerability is not weakness. Oh my God. All you got to do is listen to Brene Brown's Ted talks, number one and number two, and you'll realize how powerful and important Vulnerability is, vulnerability is to live a life where you live in your whole heart. And that's the kind of leaders we need. We don't need leaders who diminish people. We don't need leaders who don't care about people. We don't, we don't need leaders who are so focused on the money that they're not focused on the people. Because if you focus on the people, the money will come. And it's going to come so much more. Because instead of just you caring about how much money you're making, everybody does. And when you have a group of 20 people all on the same path, all committed with the same amount of pride, with the same amount of talent, with the same amount of I'm here today and I'm going to do my best. Then you are going to get 20 times the results. And that is what's important. If you see your frontline team as idiots, you're an idiot. Your frontline team are the most powerful people in your organization. 
You have got to take care of them. You have got to make sure that you have their back. You have got to empower them because they are the face of your business. You could lose thousands of dollars by having one angry employee who's pissed off because he can't get his breaks or he can't get his lunch or because he has to wear a shirt that he doesn't fit because he, you know it's stupid. You know, all these different things. You need to take all this stuff into account. You can't just blanket manage everyone the same. You really can't. Yes, you set precedence. Yes, you set policy. But you need to have supervisors and assistant managers and assistants who are down there on the front lines with your team to help them to navigate things. You need to be flexible. You need to be assertive and stay true to yourself while not diminishing others. If someone needs extra training, if someone needs some kind of shift, you know, change or whatever, in order for them to be that frontline person where they greet your customers to make it to where your customer only shops with you because that's how amazing your company is. That's what you're looking for. Especially if you're a small business, if you're an entrepreneur and you have a group of 15 people, it's vital that you do this. But if you're a major CEO to a major organization, it's just as vital. Whether you have one location or a hundred, you have to think this way. And you do this by trusting your gut. You have to know when to take risks, when to not. And the only way that you know when you can take risk and to go outside your comfort zone is when you can trust your gut. If something feels off, do some research. That's a lot what I do. Like if I'm trying to do something and I'm like, you know, there's just, there's just something not right about this. So before I say yes, before I say no, I just need to do a little bit more research. So give me 24 hours. Let, let me check it. Give me the spreadsheets that I need. Let me go through all this. And I'll go through stuff with a fine tooth comb. And I'm looking for some kind of proof or something that helps me to understand why I'm not feeling it. And then I'll offer changes. I'll say, hey, you know, I like 90% 90 of this, but if we can just tweak this 10%, I think I'm going to be in alignment with it. I think it's going to be good for our company, and I think it's going to be good for my employees. But if you just blindly, you know, blindly roll out things and you're like, ah, I don't think this is right, but I don't have time to deal with it right now, and it's not really a priority for me. And then you go out and you affect other people's lives because of your decision, because you did something that went against your instincts. It's not right. You need to have the confidence in your gut instinct to understand and how to minimize risk to you and to others. One thing I like to do is um, there, there's something called unconscious bias. So everybody has some kind of unconscious bias, you know, it's kind of like things like, I don't like mayonnaise, but yet I eat tuna fish with mayonnaise in it. I love it. But if you throw mayonnaise on my hamburger, I'm like, I'm not eating that. <laughs> so we all have these like unconscious biases of what we think about different things. So when you understand your own unconscious bias, it kind of helps you to make better decisions because you're like, okay, so. I'm not going to get mayonnaise for the company picnic just because I don't like it. So go ahead and get it for everybody. I just won't eat it myself. That's, that's a very, you know, trivial 
example, but that's the example that you need to think about. Because bias exists everywhere. It's just part of part of us. You know, we don't like a certain color, you know, and, and so when someone wears that color, we're like, mm, I don't want to talk to them. You know, so again, you got to overcome those types of biases. We naturally gravitate toward people who are like ourselves because that's our comfort zone. What I'd like you to do is think about trusting your instincts, pushing yourself outside your comfort zone and getting to know more people, getting to know different kinds of people, doing things differently so that you're not just using a very small part of your brain on a daily basis. I love routines. I think routines are very, very important, but you need to shake some things up every now and then so that you can use other parts of your brain. It's just like a muscle. You know, when you, when you go to a gym and you're trying to get healthy, you work all the different muscle groups. It's the same thing with your brain. So if you're literally just doing the same thing day in and day out, you're only using that part of your brain and all the rest of the brain is just getting all crusty and foggy and, you know, not using it. So you want to expand those, those synapses and just really expand those, you know, different things about your brain. So you want to do different things. You want to have different experiences. You want to meet new people. You want to go different places. You know, if you're driving to work, take a different route every now and then just to keep things fresh, push yourself outside that comfort zone. Overall, the final message is just, you got to learn to trust yourself. It's with any good talent or skill, you just have to, you have to know. So what I do is I keep a gut scoreboard and this is how, when I first started. So what I do is I, I, it was in my wallet. Um, that, that's how old it, old it was. It was before I had notes in my phone. So you put it in your phone and your notepad. And I just kind of set, you know, keep the scoreboard of, okay, so I made this decision based on my gut and then I'll go back like a week later and go, was it good or was it bad? You know? And then, and then I keep the scoreboard, you know, gut one, or got nothing, you know, or, you know, and, and it lets me know because I'm checking in and I'm saying, okay, so I trust in my gut and I'm looking back at my scoreboard of last week and all eight times that I did it, all eight things went successful. That's pretty good. But if you look at it and all, all eight things blew up and you're like, oh shit. Okay. Then you need to, you need to listen more and figure out, you know, what it is and go back into that meditative state to say, Hey, what is my gut trying to say? If all eight of them were wrong, then right there, you know, that that's your no. So figure out the other side of it. What is the yes? If you have any questions, please feel free to DM me. I'm always here for you guys. And I hope you have a great day. Take care. Mm-hmm.